Downloadable audio episodes can be found on the podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. We're locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is James Kademan, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and helpful coach to small business owners across the country. And today we are welcoming slash preparing to learn from Nicole Mall, the founder of Box of Balloons. And Nicole's got a great story and we are here to share it today. So Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited because I know a little bit about Box of Balloons, but I guess I want you here today because I feel like there's so much more. Yes. So let's start with what is Box of Balloons? So Box of Balloons is a 501c3 nonprofit. All right. Um, we started here in Wisconsin, but now we are national. Nice. Um, yeah, and so we are on a mission to give birthday parties to children in need. So okay. we really want to make sure that every child is celebrated and each birthday is happy. Very cool. Yes. And you founded this? Yes. So I started it. Um, I started it seven years ago. um, Wow. And I have a degree and background in social work. Okay. And I have three little kids, and they were very little at that time, and we were kind of in this pattern of every weekend going to friends' kids' birthday parties. (laughs) And, you know, they were really fun and always themed, and one day we were driving home, and I thought, gosh... Even if you do it really simply, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and resource mm-hmm. to put on a birthday party. And so just with my social work background, I started to think, what are families in need doing? Oh. You know, a family that's struggling to find housing or food, but they still have a child with a birthday coming yeah. up. You know, how are they celebrating that? So mm-hmm. I started reaching out to some social workers that I knew. And all across the board, everyone said this is a huge need because... All kids have a birthday, yeah. Um, but there's there's just no resource for it. And right. so some social workers were trying to, you know, provide cupcakes or a book or something, but nothing was consistent, and it was all out of their own pocket. All right. Um, so it wasn't, you know, Not consistent exactly. Yeah. Um, so I thought, gosh, what what could we do about this? And I mm-hmm. also at the time was looking for something, a way to volunteer with my own kids. Oh. Um, but like I mentioned, they were really small, and so. Most places you have to be 16 or 18 right. and it's a long process. And so I thought, okay, well, what if we created something yeah. to not only serve the kids in need and get their birthday celebrated, but a way for me and others to volunteer with, with our own children. Clever. Um, so All yeah, right. so I, I reached out to schools. I mm-hmm. started with schools and the social worker. Um, so here locally, I contacted one of the elementary schools, the social worker and said, you know, is this a need? Could you use something? And she said yes. Um, So I gathered friends and family at a local coffee shop and said, hey, I have an idea. What if we put everything needed for a themed party in a box? Nice. And just gave it to the family. No strings attached. Um, I had heard about an organization in New York who was celebrating birthdays, but they were going into the schools on the weekends. Okay. And the volunteers were actually setting it all up and and putting on this big party. And I thought, well, I can't do that just with my own time and commitment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I thought you know what what are the parents doing and how are they feeling you know I I really wanted to be more behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and be able to empower the parents Mm -hmm. and let the child see the celebration coming from their parents yeah Um, not just some random stranger exactly people they don't know or you know will probably never see again right so that puts parents I imagine in a perceived I don't maybe negative light they're just like oh you don't care about me but this random stranger. Look at all these people. <laughs> exactly. Where's that lady? Yes. So Got we it. didn't want that. Um, and just logistics, you know, a lot of, of families in need, 
they might have to celebrate at the park or at a homeless shelter mm -hmm. or a domestic abuse shelter. Um, and so we wanted that flexibility. All right. So that's where the idea of putting everything for the birthday party into a box. Yeah, hence um, the name Box of Balloons. Exactly. Like okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, so that's kind of how it started. So at the time, were you working somewhere else? Yes, at the time I was working somewhere else. Um, I was working uh, for a village in a recreation department. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I've always been doing some sort of work with children and families. Um, and I thought, well, if we could just celebrate one child, like yeah. let's just see how this goes. I had people on board willing to help, mm -hmm. um, and so we just started with one. Nice. Yeah. And how did you? How did you first get the box of stuff? So we decided to just get plain boxes, and we still use plain boxes because that then lends another volunteer opportunity. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of kids, Girl Scout troops, classes who will decorate the boxes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so that's they awesome. will, you know, put happy birthday or make a wish or they'll draw fun pictures on it. Um, and so we'll decorate the box, and then we. The group that I had working with me, just volunteers, we kind of came up with seven items mm -hmm. that you would need for a birthday party. Okay. And so those seven categories we always include into every birthday box. And gotcha. so we do, you know, tableware, decorations, a party game or activity, party favors, um, a birthday gift with all the wrapping and right. card, and then cupcakes and candles. Wow. Um, so we kind of came up with that. We did one for the elementary school, put it all together in the box. We don't take requests directly from parents, so okay. it has to come from a social worker, um, a teacher, community advocate, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so we gave it to the school social worker, and she delivered it to the family, and they were able to celebrate. Wow. That yeah. is cool. So. I'm trying to think, like, we can f hit this from a lot of angles here. So, one, why did you decide to go nonprofit versus for profit? Yes. Yeah, so, really, at the time, I had no, like, grand vision for this whole thing. Okay. Um, I mean, I really just saw a need mm -hmm. and I had a solution, <laughs> and I thought, well, let's see if this works. Yeah. Um, but quickly after we started, people were reaching out wanting to help oh. and make donations, awesome. um, which was great. Yeah. But then the more that that happened and the more money we were raising, it became clear we needed to get an official status. Oh, uh, we got to get some organization here. Exactly, right. yes. So that's when we decided to become official and become a nonprofit. Um, and we kind of toyed with the idea. There was just a small group of us trying to figure out, you know, the for-profit, non-profit, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, but we wanted this to be a community resource that was accessible to people. Mm -hmm. um, and we also, just from the beginning stages, we're seeing how people really wanted to give. Uh -huh. And they were being really generous. And so we just felt like the non-profit avenue was probably going to sure. fit it better. All right. Mm -hmm. Was it tough to get non-profit status? to apply for it and to go through all the hoops that you need to? Yes and no. It was tough because I knew nothing about it. All right, well, there's that. <laughs> so there was a learning curve. Sure. Um, but we were just able to work with an online company. Um, and the paperwork and things were fairly easy. It took a while, as with most things of that sort. It just mm -hmm. took a while for everything to come through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then once we were official, it's... All right. Yeah. Cool. Now, do you, is it to the point that you have employees? We do now, yes. So there are three of us on staff. Okay. Um, we're all part-time, so all right. I also have another job that I do. Um, 
and then all of our chapters, so we now have chapters all across the country, and so those cool. are all led by volunteers. Wow. Um, so we're still mostly volunteer-based. Mm -hmm. The three of us that are on staff, you know, we're part-time, and we're just now doing a lot of the logistics, all the right. financial pieces, fundraising, operations. Well, I imagine um, once you scale to a certain point, you're like, oh, we just did that up here before. Now we gotta, yes, when we we gotta had, navigate this, systematize it. Exactly. When we had, you know, two or three chapters, because after we started here locally, it just all kind of spread organically and people started hearing about it nice. and they were reaching out to me, you know, can I do this in my community? Mm. And I thought, well, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, like sure. more kids celebrated. <laughs> we would love that. Um, so as the chapters continued to grow and more and more, it just became clear, like, I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. Each chapter has their own financial account, so people can make donations right to their chapter. All right. Um, and then just the operations piece of it, you know, every chapter runs the same in many ways, but mm -hmm. every chapter is different. You know, we have a chapter in Phoenix where well. there's millions of people, and then we have, you know, chapters in small rural communities where Got there's a couple it. hundred people. All right. So although, you know, the, the premise and the mission and all of that is still the same, mm -hmm. you know, one chapter might be celebrating two kids a month and one is doing 50 a month. Wow. Um, okay. So, yeah, just trying to figure out, you know, those logistics of everything and, the, yeah. and how to keep the operations all right. organized. So how your first volunteer, how did you find them and how did you get them... I guess the system going with them. Did you kind of have to make it up as you went? Yeah, so from that first meeting, I just reached out to friends and family and said, meet me at the coffee shop. All right. um, and it was really cool because I had a couple friends who brought other people that I didn't know, so neighbors, coworkers, friends of theirs. Yeah. Um, so there were about 12 people that came, and they were not all my family. <laughs> so that was great. Yeah. Um, and so the more people were hearing about it. Um, so once we started here... Um, people were posting about it on social media, um, telling wow. others about it. And actually, our first couple of chapters were being led by people I didn't know. They oh, had really? heard about it from someone else through someone <laughs> else and then reached out. Right. Um, and we have an application process to become a chapter leader. And we do you know, background checks and everything on chapter leaders. Um, but it was pretty cool to see that, and now most of our chapters are led by people that I did not know prior. Right, yeah. Um, so it's just continued to spread really organically. That is so cool. So you essentially collected donations. Mm -hmm. or by you, I mean you, your people, volunteers. Yeah. Collected donations, get them in the box, gift-wrapped, cupcakes made, whatever. Yep. And then just deliver and walk away, essentially? Essentially, yeah. We really wanted to be behind the scenes and empower the parents or caregivers. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do take the box back to the social worker that requested it. Mm -hmm. um, and just depending on the situation, if it's at a school, usually the parents then will come and pick it up. Um, or the school social worker will drive it to their house. Um, we now partner with a lot of homeless shelters. Oh, so the box okay. gets delivered directly to the homeless shelter, and then the case manager there um, is able to get it to the family and help them out. Um, we do ask, so all of our community partners we work with, we do ask that they try to get a picture or feedback or oh, something nice. from the party just that we can share with our volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really the only connection that we generally have with the family. Yeah. Well, I imagine that's a big deal because you want to know that you're actually doing some good. Exactly. You yeah. You see the smiling faces, kids happy, birthday, all yes. that jazz. And it's been really cool to see, you know, just with this no strings attached approach of not having any sort of 
um, stipulations with mm -hmm. it. And so families, you know, they have used the supplies how we thought they would. And then other times they have to get creative because <laughs> maybe they're in a tiny apartment or oh, sure. they're having to celebrate out at a public park or mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Um, we've had a couple restaurants across the country like donate space so they could, you know, have the party like at the restaurant. Oh, that's cool. Um, children's museums have done that. So it's just been really unique to see how all the parties are very different. Yeah. I bet that takes a little bit of time just to organize all that. I mean, you have to organize the, the volunteers, delivery and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to organize all the stuff that you're putting in the box. You have to organize logistics of when are you going to deliver it, how are you going to deliver it, who gets it, whatever. But then all that other stuff on top of that. Yes. That's a lot to keep track of. Yes, there are a lot of layers to it now. How do you keep track of it? <laughs> <laughs> Our volunteers are amazing. Um, kind of in the early years, we had come up with some good systems um, that we still use. Um, but we also try to keep it simple. You know, it's a pretty all simple right. concept. And so we try not to overcomplicate it mm. um, with a lot of different policies or logistics on things. Yeah. Um, but we use online forms, so social workers or teachers can just request a box online. All right. Um, and then we can track those really easily. Um, we use like Sign Up Genius type places for yeah. our volunteers to be able to sign up to help out. Um, most of our chapter leaders have some sort of like collection drop box at their house. Um, so volunteers can just, you know, go to Target, purchase the birthday gift, drop it in the box. Um, so we try to keep each step really simple so that anyone, we always say anyone at any age can volunteer, you know, whether they're decorating the box or buying the birthday gift. Yeah, um, that is clever. Yeah, that we just want a lot of people being able to get involved. All right. So has it been tough, I guess, as you grew or as you realized, like, oh, there's a chapter in Phoenix or something like that? Like, I didn't know there's a chapter in Phoenix. <laughs> yes. It, there have been a lot of challenges. And, I mean, like I said, a lot of it, too, is just I'd never run a nonprofit before. So, right? you know, <laughs> learning and, um, you know, trying to find the right people, creating a board. So we have board members. Oh, yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of legalities like that. You know, mm -hmm. we have to have board members. We've worked with a lawyer for a couple years. Um, now our chapter leaders sign a contract or an agreement. Um, and of course, we know that they're volunteer and things happen, but we try to ask chapter leaders to commit to two years. Um, just Seems because fair. we don't want to get a chapter going in a community and be providing this resource and then it have to stop. Right. Um, so there were a lot of things like that early on that we just had to kind of trial and error and figure out and find the right people mm -hmm. to, to bring on the team, even if it was for a season. You know, we had worked with a, a wonderful lawyer for a season who helped us kind of with those legalities as we were moving across state lines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun, but also challenging. I've had this become, <laughs> or as it grew, you start learning things that you didn't necessarily know that you didn't know. Exactly. Problems that we thought, well, we didn't ever think this would be a problem. Right. <laughs> and now with the board, how do you figure out who's going to be on the board and how much control that board has? So our board meets every other month. Our board um, doesn't have any part of the daily activities. Okay. Um, so that has been nice in a sense that, you know, they recognize that they're not the boots on the ground generally, mm -hmm. um, that our volunteers know what's happening. They know, you know, the structure of everything. Our three staff people are able to run things. So our board is 
mostly there to help guide um, the organization like in a financial sense Got and it. then okay. help make connections with businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so we work with a lot of businesses for two annual fundraisers every year. And I was so, just going to ask you where the money comes from. Yes, so a lot of our money is just from individual donors. Okay. Um, we do some grants, but because we are a very unique nonprofit and we don't fit in the general grant oh, category. Right. You're just like, what are you? Exactly. Uh, uh, don't fit. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, education, not really, but we work with schools. Mm -hmm. Homelessness, not really, but we work with homeless families. So that's been tricky. Um, but we have come up with two annual fundraising events that we call the Birthday Bash. Oh, nice. And so one is just for adults, um, and it's the Birthday Bash after dark. <laughs> and then our family Birthday Bash is essentially a, a themed birthday party that we throw, and people can purchase tickets and attend. Right. Um, but most of the fundraising comes from businesses who are willing to sponsor. Very um, cool. So our board is a huge part of making those connections. All right. And I imagine those businesses are nationwide. Yeah, we have a, a lot of local businesses, a lot of nationwide businesses. Um, our chapters now, a lot of them will run their own fundraisers and nice. work with local businesses on those sorts of things. Okay. Um, so it's been really cool to see uh -huh. all the business, you know, business support and yeah. just people coming together for the mission. Tell me about the logistics of the stuff. So the plates, the cupcakes, all that jazz. If people are donating, are they donating everything for a given party? Or are they coming by and saying, hey, here's 500 plates. Disperse as you see fit kind of thing. <laughs> kind of both. Okay. So we have different options. Um, so many of our boxes are filled by individuals coming together for that specific box. And so oh, we gotcha. will send okay. out a sign up. And so you could say, I want to do the tableware. And so we would tell you, you know, we would like blue or red. We need plates, napkins, cups. And mm -hmm. then you can sign up and just donate those items. Yeah, and that's where the sign up genius or something yes, like that comes in. Yes, and so in. people okay. are, are using that. And mm -hmm. then they just take it to the Dropbox, and then that's their donation. All right. Um, we do have a program called Build-A-Box. And this kind of came into play uh, because businesses were reaching out saying, do you have something that my team can do? Um, we have a volunteer day, or we want to do a team building activity. We want to give back to the community. So we formed a Build-A-Box program um, where people, either individuals or groups or businesses can say, I want to build an entire birthday box, and we send you the request. So, you know, Johnny is turning five and wants a Lego party. These are the colors. This is the day we need it. All right. And then the team or family or business, they're in charge of everything. So they would either go out and purchase or make the items, decorate the box, put it all together, and then deliver it back. Oh, wow. They're doing the whole shebang. They're doing it all. Wow. Yes. Wow. All right. And that has been really fun to see businesses come on board. Um, we've had a local business here in the Madison, Wisconsin area do it a couple years, and they did 15 to 20 boxes. They really? And they would make it a competition between departments. And so oh, then they cool. would do voting, you know, whose box was decorated the coolest <laughs> or whatever it might be. But nice. yeah, it's been really fun. And it's just, again, a good way to get more people involved. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times businesses, individuals, groups, they're looking for something to do and to give back. Um, and, you know, although there are a lot of volunteer opportunities, sometimes it's a huge commitment mm -hmm. or the process to get signed up to volunteer is a long time mm -hmm. and commitment. And so we just want to give an opportunity to people in the community, like, you can do this one time. Yeah. You could deliver tableware one time or you could <laughs> sign up for every box, you know, kind All of right. what, what you can do at that time. Yeah, that's cool. 
Now let's talk about the people, the kids that are actually having the birthdays. How do you find them? So that's where we rely on these community partners. Um, we Our priority is to serve kids uh, turning 1 to 12. Okay. Um, sometimes, depending on the circumstance, we'll do teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, but we try to focus on the elementary age kids or younger. And we rely on the community partners, such as social workers, teachers. Um, a few of our chapters partner with children's hospitals. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Case managers at homeless shelters. And so we rely on them to you know, find children who are in need, who have a birthday coming, their parents don't have the resource, and then they're able to fill out that online form. All right. Has anybody given you pushback, like parent or anything like that? Yeah, you know, we have been on the news a couple of times, and just you know, when we're doing events and there's more publicity, we'll always get calls from parents, you know, with their story of, you know, my child is turning this age and I need help. Um, and we just have to kindly say, like, we would love to help you if you are working with any sort of mm -hmm. community partner. Um, and it can even be a volunteer at a church. We've okay. worked with a lot of food pantries before, mm -hmm. um, doctors. So it can really be a whole variety of people. Um, you know, we'll just tell the parent, like, if you're working with someone, please have them contact us. And for the most part, they do. Okay. Um, you know, we haven't had too many people, like, upset about that because they're generally already working with someone mm -hmm. on other resources. Um, so it's a pretty logical thing to most right. people that that person would have to reach out to us. Have you ever had pushback from someone, let's say a social worker said, hey, Johnny's having a birthday at five years old. You bring the stuff and... I don't Johnny's mom or dad gets upset that there's the stuff? No, we've never had that, but we okay. have had a few school districts that we've tried to partner with in the past mm -hmm. where they have kind of taken the stance of if we're going to do this for one, we're going to do it for all. Oh, sure. And so that has not worked. Right. Um, it's very because, tough to do. Yeah, that's tough, tough to, to do. do it for one. <laughs> yeah. It's not our mission either. I mean, our mission is really to celebrate the kids in need. Um, we want to focus on kids who otherwise would not have a celebration. Oh, like when you say all, you mean literally all. All, yes. Oh. So if there wow. were, you know, a hundred first graders, they want us to celebrate every single first grader. Got it. Um, which yeah, just no. isn't our mission. You know, <laughs> right. we want to celebrate the, the kids who wouldn't be otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. So that has been an interesting challenge and pushback. Um, yeah. And in those situations, we in the end have just not been able to partner okay. um, with that school or agency. So you can still help the kid out, just not with the school. Involved. Yeah, we just have okay. to find a different way usually to sure. go about it. Um, but that's can, been interesting. Yeah, I can kind of understand the school's point of view because they want everything equal. Mm -hmm. So, but also from what you guys are trying to accomplish, that it's like two opposing ideals. Yes, of. exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll just go at this from a different angle. Yep. So not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, right. we have to get creative a lot with the challenges yeah. that arise on like, okay, how can we think about it differently? All right. Now, as far as the gift goes, mm -hmm. how does the social worker know what a kid wants? We try to keep the gifts around $20 or less. Okay. Um, so that was something we learned from the beginning. Oh. Um, it was, <laughs> it was an interesting story, um, and it was really sweet. I mean, our volunteers just want want the best. Sure. Um, but I, at one point, was working at a lo local homeless shelter, and I met a family who received a birthday box from us. Mm -hmm. And the mom was telling me, you know, how much they loved it, and she was so thankful. But she said um, the birthday gift was a bike. Oh. And obviously it didn't fit in the box. And she said we were homeless and living in our car. Oh. And so <laughs> she was, like, 
trying to tote this bike around. And so that was just a big learning moment for us of right. like, you know, the volunteers just want the best. And of mm -hmm. course a five-year-old would love a Spider-Man bike. Right. Like, that's amazing. But the logistics of most of the families we're serving, that just doesn't make sense. Okay. Or to buy them um, a video game. Mm -hmm. Well, they might not have the console to play the video game. So just trying to be more aware of those things when it comes to the gift mm -hmm. um, and educating our volunteers on that. So we do ask the social workers or teachers requesting if they have any ideas, um, but to try to keep it $20 or less. All right. um, and we do let them know and have them let the families know that it's a suggestion. Mm -hmm. um, so because you ask for a Spider-Man bike doesn't mean you're going to get one. You right. know, we want the volunteer that signs up to donate that item to be able to choose. Got um, it. So we try to, you know, accommodate any sort of requests, but we've mm -hmm. also learned that <laughs> we have to have limits. Sure. <laughs> Set up the box. Yes. So from a, I guess, going back to logistics, do you typically have more volunteers than kids or more kids than volunteers? That is always one of the biggest challenges for our new chapters. All right. Um, and it's always kind of this catch-22 mm -hmm. of we want to make sure we have enough volunteers to do the first couple requests, um, but we also want to be reaching out to community partners to get those requests. Got it. Um, so generally, most of our chapters have more volunteers. Right. Um, than they need, at least at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, most of the community partners we reach out to are very on board. I mean, we don't have people saying, no, I don't like this idea, uh -huh. or no, I don't believe kids should be celebrated. I mean, we, that's not the case. Are the same, right. right. <laughs> that's not the case. It's more so just social workers are overworked. Oh, gotcha. They lose the email. They can't find the link. Mm -hmm. um, they forgot about it, that sort of thing. So, it's kind of this tricky balance of we want enough volunteers to sustain the need, mm -hmm. but we also need to get the word out there and get the need sure. going. So you know where the need is kind of thing. Yes. All right. Yeah. So that, that for our chapters is tricky at the beginning, but it also can be an ongoing challenge right. of just trying to keep that balance sure. because we don't want to burn out volunteers by mm -hmm. not having enough, mm -hmm. but we also don't want too many volunteers like... Well, this yeah, isn't fun. Now? Yeah, I, I don't get to help. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, they want to feel that they're contributing. <laughs> right. Okay. All mm -hmm. right. Tell me about the name and the any trademark and stuff like that. Because you're going local here, not the end of the world, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. When you start going national and you don't know where the people are or who they are, is it tough? Like somebody started a box of balloons in Hawaii and they're not really connected with us. Then the tax man is coming over <laughs> saying... Yes, Something. so we did get trademarked, Okay. Um, and the name really just came from our first group of volunteers trying to come up with something creative, sure. something that wasn't taken. Cool name. <laughs> um, and now it's been fun, so it's Box of Balloons, and now everyone just calls it Bob. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so we have a little mascot that looks like a box, All and right. his name is Bob, and he has cute little hands oh, and a funny. bow on top. Um, so that's just been a fun thing that at the beginning I, I never thought of. Um, but we also <laughs> wanted it to be something party related, mm -hmm. but also keep it open enough that if we ever wanted to expand it in other areas, we could do that. Gotcha. Other areas like different types of parties? Or, mm -hmm. okay. Yes, which Got we it. have never done because... This has grown big enough. Yeah, um, a lot of birthdays. Right. But at the time, it was like, well, maybe we could do, you know, baby showers or, oh, sure. you know, 
anniversary gifts or whatever it might be. All right, but yeah. now it's like no. one thing at a time. Exactly. We're focusing <laughs> on birthdays only. All right. So what have been some of the challenges that have come up recently since you've been around, been doing this for over seven years? And I imagine it took a little bit of teething to get it done mm -hmm. in the early stuff. But recently, as you've um, guessing exponentially, right, you grow a little bit and then up. What have been some of the challenges that have happened recently? So during COVID, that was an interesting challenge. Mm. Um, for many of our chapters, the need really grew. Oh. But it was trying to figure out how to continue partnering with a lot of these community agencies that were closed or yeah, schools <laughs> that were not meeting in person. Mm -hmm. um, so just trying to navigate that was really challenging. Okay. Um, and then also with our volunteers, you know, early on in COVID, most of the stores were closed or people weren't comfortable enough to go. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of had to pivot a little bit and our chapter started doing Amazon wish list right. um, or creating like registries um, from stores so people could just purchase items and have them directly delivered to the chapter. Got it. Okay. Um, so that was an interesting challenge, but most people were able to, you know, get on board with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had to find some creative ways to deliver the boxes, um, you know, if an agency was closed, we had to coordinate a time to leave it on the doorstep. Oh, sure. Or if the social worker is working full-time at home, we had to deliver it to their home on the doorstep. Um, so just trying to figure out how to be creative and to keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also really cool to see during COVID, we had more people reaching out wanting to start chapters. Um, really? So we started more chapters in COVID than any other time. Because people had more time? People had more time, more people were at home, mm -hmm. um, and more people were seemed to just be evaluating their life. You oh, know, where right. am I putting my time and my priority? Um, mm -hmm. I want to do something for my community. I want to give back. Um, so now as we're kind of coming out of that, one of our biggest challenges has just been how do we keep up with that growth? Oh, sure. Um, so one of our newest staff members, we just recently hired her, um, and she's helping with community outreach, um, helping with logistics of chapters. Um, I've realized that, you know, we have over 60 chapters now. So if they're all contacting me with questions, <laughs> that's a lot of emails. Mm -hmm. um, so just trying to keep up with the growth. Mm -hmm. um, and then also to keep up with some of our chapters, um, there's just been turnover, chapter leaders. I think now, too, as COVID has been lessening, people are moving more or Definitely. changing jobs mm -hmm. or, you know, things are changing in their life. Um, so we've had a lot of chapters this year specifically um, turnover with chapter leaders. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't had to close any of the chapters, which has been great. Um, but just logistically, it's a lot of work to, you know, interview, background check, oh, get a yes. new chapter leader up and running yeah. and kind of make that transition when I'm not there. You know, so if it's a chapter in Minnesota, I'm not there to be meeting with them and help with that transition. Right. So, it, you know, we're doing Zoom meetings and then the current chapter leader is really having to help get the new chapter leader up and running. Got it. Yeah, it's interesting because we're having a challenging time with employees, just like most businesses mm -hmm. are. Or I think, I don't know this for sure. I don't know if anybody knows this for sure. But I feel like a lot of people have found that maybe being somewhat nomadic or not laying down deep roots at all is fine now mm -hmm. because maybe they had roots down before and they got uprooted. Whether they either lost their job or they were just told, hey, you got to work from home now, mm -hmm. whatever, they're like, well, we can pivot on a dime because we had to before. So right. 
let's just make a change for the sake of change. Now. Yeah, we can go anywhere. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. it's interesting how people, I guess, from what I'm seeing, I want to say partially outsider looking in, but also partially just with some of the employees that I've had, mm -hmm. where they're just not. They're kind of like, wherever the breeze blows, yes. <laughs> that's where I'll go. Yes. And thankfully, our, our chapter leaders have all been committed to helping find a new chapter leader. Oh, that's very cool. Um, or stay on board until we have found a new person to replace them. Um, so that's been helpful. But most of the turnover has been chapter leaders moving. All right. Um, which is just interesting because, you know, I've, we kind of went two years during COVID with like, yeah, nobody. no one going anywhere. <laughs> and now Locked we've had, yeah, a lot of people just moving and life yeah. changing. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So when you, let's just say someone, I don't know, 60 chapters, is there one in Denver? I don't know. Yes, okay. there is one. So let's say Denver is a pretty big town, so they want to start another one. Mm -hmm. Who, how do you, how does that happen? Do they come to you? Yes, so I work okay. with them um, and we, Again, try to assess the need with the volunteers. Okay. Um, so we want to look at, you know, is there a big enough need that two chapters or three chapters is necessary? No, is that based on population or some other statistic or statistics? Yeah, population, number of schools, okay. number of homeless shelters, just, you know, how many agency partners are there in that area? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of it, too, we look at the logistics of travel time. Um, oh. So we've had chapters, for example, in Texas, we have multiple chapters. And some of them might, you know, technically be 30, 40 miles, which is not far from each other. But with traffic, oh. it could take two hours. Oh, gotcha. So we have to also look at that, you All know, right. if a volunteer, if it's going to take them two hours to get to the Dropbox mm -hmm. or for the chapter leader to deliver it back to the school or wherever it might be, that just doesn't make sense. Gotcha. Um, so we're looking at a lot of different things. Um, and a lot of times I'm working with the chapter leader. So if it's Denver, I would be asking them, you know, do you feel like there's a big enough need? Do you feel like there's a big enough volunteer base All right. um, that we could have two chapters? But it's generally in either the bigger cities or in really rural locations where, again, it would take an hour to drive to the next school. Sure. All right. You know, that's just going to be hard. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, the locations, I guess, uh, has there ever been cities where you target? You're like, hey, we, we want to find a volunteer for this, I don't know, city in need? Yes. <laughs> or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, so our goal is to have a chapter eventually in every state. Wow, okay. Um, so there was a time pre-COVID where we did do some targeting, um, just with marketing, social media. We would even just simply make posts like, hey, who do you know in right. um, the state of Oregon or wherever it might be? Um, and, you know, can you share this with them? And so we did do targeting, and we were trying to pick six to eight states where we researched the need based mm -hmm. on, like, free and reduced lunch, right. um, number of homeless shelters, number of families every night that are homeless. Um, and so really trying to target those states where there was that greater need. Um, but then once COVID hit and we had so many people reaching out, we have not, again, targeted oh, um, wow. to open chapters. All so right. we may, again, at some point... Um, but we just, we haven't have had to. Most people yeah. are finding us based on 
they saw it on social media or a friend of a friend or um, we had a chapter recently start in Louisiana and she had heard of it. She was taking a college class and heard of it. Her professor was telling the class about it. Oh, wow. I don't know how he knew about it or, you know, what the connection was there, but (laughs) generally people just organically are hearing about it. So we have in the past done targeted marketing um, for chapters, but not recently. Got it. That is super cool. Mm-hmm. They're teaching it in class. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can't get better advertising than that. Yeah. That is cool. When you first started this seven years ago, or let's even go a year past that, mm-hmm. when you saw we got traction, we're 503B, everything's cool. Is it 503B? 501C. 501. <laughs> numbers and letters. It's <laughs> <laughs> so your nonprofit, and you got that part taken care of. Mm-hmm. Did you? Are you where you expected to be? It's funny because people always say that, like, is this what you envisioned? And honestly, I did not have a vision for this. At all. At all. all I mean, right. I'm a planner and I'm a dreamer, but for this, I I just didn't know if it would work. I didn't know if this was going to be needed. I just, I couldn't picture the logistics. Right. And honestly, at the time, I did, I was not thinking about chapters. I was thinking here locally, how can we serve the community? How mm-hmm. can we fill this need? Um, and honestly, at the time, you know, I've always worked another job. In addition, I have a husband and three kids. You know, I have a lot of things going on. And so at the time, I thought, well, let's just try it. If we celebrate one child and then we decide this doesn't work yeah. or we can't do it, at least one got celebrated. Yeah. So now happen. we're getting close to 7,000 kids celebrated. Wow. This summer, we'll be celebrating that. Um, oh, that's awesome. And it's like, it, I mean, I could have never imagined this. Yeah, that is super cool. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. So you, I guess, how do you, where do you go from here? Do you get more volunteers? Do you get more people like you or more employees to get more volunteers? Yes, I think that's kind of the direction we're going to be heading is just continuing to grow our employee side. Mm -hmm. Um, It's become really clear to me in the last year or two that I just can't keep doing a full-time job and this full-time um, so growing our employee side, also continuing to grow our chapters. We'd eventually like to be international. Oh, very um, cool. So after, you know, we get all the chapters in all the states here, we'd eventually like to do some international stuff. All right. Um, I've done some mission work in other countries. We've had other volunteers who have, and, who, you know, we've kind of tossed around the idea of, like, we want to be able to serve other mm-hmm. countries, um, but we're just not quite there yet. But all that's right. kind of on the future plans of you know continuing what we're what we're doing here getting it in every state in the united states and then eventually going global that's cool have there been any challenges doing essentially interstate volunteering commerce and stuff like that with you guys being essentially wisconsin based i want to say company nonprofit. yes yeah it has been challenging um i mean on a couple levels you know some of our chapters are bigger want to do more fundraising and they need a certain documentation or they've had to you know become more official in their community um, or they've had to create a board for their own chapter oh wow Um, okay so just different like legalities to follow in the different states um, different things during tax time to fill to try and fill out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because even hiring employees mm-hmm. across state lines. Yes. There's some states where they're like, yeah, hire whoever you want. And other states like California, we can't even hire anyone from there mm-hmm. because their their laws are so crazy. Yes, <laughs> I know. Our newest staff member is from North Dakota. Okay. Um, and thankfully that has been easy um, and has been working out great. 
Um, but yeah, it has been tricky and just, you know, that I'm not in every state. Like right. I would love to be able to meet with all of our chapter leaders in person and be mm -hmm. able to see how things are going. Um, but that I, for us, that's been another positive of COVID is just Zoom has become oh, so normal now. <laughs> right. Everyone uses Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, so we now do all of our interviews for chapter leaders via Zoom. Um, we were doing a monthly Zoom meeting for current chapter leaders. Like the whole um, lot Yeah, of anyone, yep. We would right. just have a set time, time yeah. and day. Whoever wanted to join could join. Um, so that has just been able to, I think, increase the communication and kind of that team morale of like, right. we can jump on Zoom yeah. anytime. <laughs> nice. I don't have to be in your state. You don't have to be here. Right. We can still meet with each other and work All through right. things. Tell me about the consistency of each box. Has that been tough to train volunteers on? Like, this is what we're looking for. These are the seven groups of items mm -hmm. that we're looking for. And somebody's like, hey, I want to add whatever. Yeah, it, it hasn't too much um, because, like I said, we, we've tried to keep things fairly simple and mm -hmm. to keep some things very structured. And okay. so that is one of them. Got it. Um, although every box is completely different and unique, depending mm -hmm. on the child's age, the theme, and then the volunteers that are putting it together. Mm -hmm. um, we've really stuck with those items. All right. um, we have at times, there have been special cases where the social worker will tell us, you know, this child's family just had a house fire. Oh. And they could really use these items if you're able to add extra things. And then we've Got been it. able to do that. Okay. Or, um, you know, this family is has been experiencing homelessness for several months they could really use a walmart gift card mm. if you're able can you do that so there have been uh situations where we have done that but we try not to do that consistently all right just because you know we could be adding all sorts of things right yeah <laughs> imagine slippery slope or exactly into something yes. way beyond what you had and we really want to stay in our lane you know this is why box of balloons was created because no one else was doing this mm -hmm. there's a lot of organizations helping with food helping with clothing helping with books mm -hmm. how you know there's just a lot of different organizations and so we just want to stay in our birthday lane because yeah. no one else was doing that. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, if there's opportunity for us to help them get connected to a different organization, then mm -hmm. we'll do that. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I love that you saw this need and figured out how to take care of it and then just grew it. And it's kind of taken on somewhat of an organic growth. Yes, it, it wasn't definitely just, has. Boom, this is how we're going to make it happen. It's just kind of happened. Yes. And it sounds like you're having fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is so fun. Our volunteers are amazing. All of our chapters have their own Facebook page and Instagram account. Every single chapter does? Yes, every wow, single okay. chapter. Um, and we, as an, the organization, will set up the Facebook page for them um, and kind of get it going. Oh, nice. We have a volunteer on our team who does graphics every month. So if the chapters wow. want to use these you know, more generic graphics, they can. Um, it's all branded, so it's easy for them to use. Um, but it's so fun to see the different <laughs> pictures they post or the stories. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of, like, Girl Scout troops or Boy Scout troops that will partner and decorate boxes or put together boxes. And so it's just fun to see all those pictures yeah, and cool. different people in the community getting involved. Yeah. Tell me about the cupcakes. And I'm probably asking this just because I'm really hungry. <laughs> but just... <laughs> How do you figure out the cupcakes, number of cupcakes, make sure they're as fresh as they can be when you deliver them? Yes. Because I figure plates and tablecloths, that can hang out in a warehouse mm -hmm. or in somebody's basement or garage, yes. no problem. Yep. But cupcakes are kind of like, well, you got, that's a time frame. 
Yes. So, so how does that work? We always do a dozen cupcakes. Um, in the beginning, we were giving the option of the cupcakes or all the supplies to make the cupcakes, mm. but that just became too tricky and most of the families we're serving don't have capabilities to make their own. Um, so we cut that out. That was one of the first learning curves. Um, we just do a dozen cupcakes now and it depends on what agency we're partnering with. So if we're partnering with a school, they have to be store-bought cupcakes. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, or from a bakery. If we're partnering with another agency, it could be homemade. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of like home bakers that will like oh, nice. to donate cupcakes to us. Um, a lot of our chapters have partnered with local bakeries okay. um, oh. who will donate cupcakes. Very cool. And so we try to coordinate it. Most of the birthday boxes are delivered to the social worker who requested on a Thursday or Friday, mm -hmm. just because most families are celebrating over the weekend. Makes sense. Um, so we try to pick up cupcakes then that Thursday or Friday mm -hmm. um, or have them delivered to the chapter leaders so that they are fresh. Yeah. Um, there have been times, especially over COVID, where it was just like, the social worker may get the box but not be seeing the family for a week or two. Um, we would just do gift cards to Got either it. like Walmart or a local grocery store. Okay. Um, so then the family could get cupcakes if they Got would it. like. Got it. That makes sense. Yes. But we've had some melted cupcakes. That was another oh, no. That was another early learning curve <laughs> of we ha we would have volunteers drop cupcakes off to the chapter leader's, you know, front door. And it was hot, oh, and then the, the they, uh, yeah, oh, they no. all melted. So there's been a little bit more coordination now with chapter leaders of like, can you drop them off at this time, or right. you know, just being aware of if Got it's it. 90 degrees, they're gonna melt. Got it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We you said the thing about people not having the uh, I don't want to say ability, but the the equipment or mm -hmm. the opportunity to make their own cupcakes. Yes. And it just makes me think, like, we don't have any problems. Mm -hmm. I just take stuff like that for granted. Yeah. And I know that I've had people work for me that took stuff for granted that I'm like, we don't have anything to complain about. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It, it's been really eye-opening. I mean, for me, and I have a background in social work, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's been very eye-opening and also eye-opening, I think, for a lot of our volunteers just of that, like, well, I have an oven, and I have a kitchen, right. and I have a pan. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're serving a family in a homeless shelter, they don't have access right. to any of that. Mm -hmm. um, or even a family in a small apartment, they might not have a cupcake pan. Right. Or the oil that goes in the, the mm -hmm. batter or, you know, whatever it might be, the eggs. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, being aware of that. And, and that is why some of those things like the cupcakes, the gift, we've kind of gotten more streamlined on like, this is what we're looking for. This is always what we do. Um, That's cool. And just make it more uniformed. Yeah. That's so, so interesting. Mm -hmm. Just stuff we take for granted. Yes. I volunteered at a food bank a while ago and it was interesting. It was just a family came in. And it blew my mind that there would be a family that was homeless. Mm -hmm. And, like, it never even dawned on me. Mm -hmm. Then I was just a kid, yeah. so I didn't know. And we were poor when I was a kid, but we weren't that poor. Mm -hmm. Like, there, my dad had a job and all that kind of stuff. But it was eye-opening. Yes. Yeah. Eye-opening. Like, oh, um, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, you're kind of stopped in your tracks. Like, I thought I had a rough life. Mm -hmm. I don't have a rough life. And then to think about, you know, those kids still know their birthday's coming. Mm -hmm. And to them, they want to be like all the other kids at school mm -hmm. getting a celebration. Yeah. But if the parents are trying to find housing right. or food, you yeah, know, what's priority. our next meal? <laughs> those obviously have to be priority. Mm -hmm. um, but that still doesn't mean that the child doesn't see that and doesn't want to be mm -hmm. celebrated and to feel special. 
Are there some children that you've been to annually or multiple times? Yeah, we, I mean, it's kind of need to need basis. We try not to always serve the same kids, but mm -hmm. again, if it's a chapter in a rural community and they just don't have a, a huge population, it yeah. might be the same family or child celebrated every year. Gotcha. Um, but for the most part, social workers that we partner with try to choose different children. All right. Um, and generally there's, for a lot of our chapters, there's just more need, um, you know, than we can always All right. fulfill. Um, some of our chapters have to like put a limit each month. Oh, sure. Or, you know, we got 15 requests for this month, like that's all we can handle, mm -hmm. you know, request again next month. All right. Um, so it just kind of depends on the need. All of our chapter leaders are volunteers, so it also depends on their capabilities. Sure. I mean, it's finite right. Time Putting and together 15 boxes takes a lot of time, and figuring yeah. out the logistics of that, and delivering them, and you know, most of our chapter leaders have other jobs or yeah. commitments that they're Stuff doing. Hold on, mm -hmm. I get it. That's cool. So, Nicole, how can people find you or Box of Balloons, or if they want to reach out on either end? I yes. guess be a volunteer or exactly or request. Um, mm -hmm. We have a website boxballoons.org. Okay. Um, so all the contact information is there. We also have a map on our website, so you can see where our current chapters are. Oh, nice. Um, so all we, right. you know, we've had a lot of people say, "Hey, I live in Wisconsin, but uh, you know, I would love to help any of the chapters." Yeah. Or I live in Florida, but my sister-in-law is helping with the Wisconsin chapter. Can I donate there? So each of our chapters has a web page on our website okay. with their links. So you wow. can donate to you know specific chapters. You could become a volunteer for any of those chapters. Okay. Um, so you can kind of see where we're at. And then you can also see the states we're not in. So that <laughs> if Come you are in those states and you want to start a chapter, you could do that. Nice. Um, and then we're on social media, Box of Balloons on Facebook, Box of Balloons on Instagram. All right. That sounds like a lot to keep track of right there. Yes. And that's what your, your crew is for. Yes, we have an amazing team. All right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been cool. It's been enlightening. And I know that I've heard of Box of Balloons way back when. Mm -hmm. But I think when I came across, I think my wife donated something. I don't know what she did. But I was like, wait, what? They're national? Yes. <laughs> it was one of those, like... How cool is that? Uh, it's, something that started here. It's interesting because, you know, people say that here, but then people say that at a lot of our chapters. Oh, you know, because they, <laughs> oh, it's bigger than Northwest Arkansas? What? Yeah. You know, because that's just where they're at, and that's the chapter they're Yeah, it was one of those, like, to. you know, it's cool what they do, and then you learn that it's bigger. Right. It's growing. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's thousands yeah. of volunteers doing this. That is awesome. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because one of those things that you hope eventually you'll run out of customers. Mm-hmm, yes. But you probably won't. Right. Right? Yep. So it's it's an interesting conundrum mm -hmm. for something like that. So Definitely. At any rate, what's the website again? Boxofballoons.org. Boxofballoons.org. Easy yes. enough. Yep. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We are underwritten locally by the Bank of Sun Prairie. If you're listening or watching this on the web, if you could do us a huge favor, smash that big old thumbs up comment and of course hit the big old subscribe button so you can check out this as well as all kinds of other podcasts that we have my name is james kidman and authentic business adventures is brought to you by calls on call offering call answering services for entrepreneurs looking for growth on the web at callsoncall.com as well as draw in customers business coaching offering business coaching services all over the country found at drawincustomers.com and of course the bold business book a book for the entrepreneur and all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. 
We'd like to thank you, our wonderful listeners and viewers, as well as our guest, Nicole Mall, the founder of Box of Balloons. And Nicole, can you tell us that website one more time? Boxofballoons.org. Awesome. Check it out. Past episodes can be found morning, noon, and night. Podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. I want you to stay awesome. And if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.